What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're engaged, and we like to get scared together. We are continuing our creature feature summer. That's the theme I decided on for, <laughs> for summer, because, I don't know, there's like murder hornets, you know? Yeah. It's 2020, so if we haven't all been uh, eaten by the murder hornets. Uh, we're, yeah. we're talking about murder ants this week, giant ants. Uh, we're going we're gonna to review the movie Them. And we're joined by a very special guest this week, Ivo Trees Little. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, you may know her on social media, at least as Horror Movies and Beyond, your fellow horror fan. We met at a convention through a friend of ours, uh, also a, a guest of the podcast, John Masari. I asked you if uh, you would come on to review a creature movie with yes. us, though, yeah. and asked if you had any suggestions, and you said the movie Them. Is that like one of your, is it one of your favorite? Favorites, or is it just like a favorite creature movie or? Oh my goodness. There's so many creature movies. So the reason I chose them was because it was one of those underrated, like you don't really hear about them. No one knew yeah. Godzilla's, King Kong's, uh, spiders, tarantulas, you know, 50 foot tall woman. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mutants. I mean, it's the norm, but mm-hmm. you don't really talk about giant ants. it's not really something a conversation piece and it and it it is fantastic and it got a great good reviews at the theater when it opened so but i was surprised it's kind of like the you know the back burner it was great but let's move on it kind of opened the door for more mutant movies yeah and i think too from what i gather this movie was one of the first kind of at least american giant creature movies because this is like like the giant creature movie which we haven't talked about a ton on the podcast yet because i'm not as familiar with that era but i'm trying to learn more about it for the summer it's very atomic era america and fear of science gone wrong and it's easy to forget, like, as much as we have this really misplaced nostalgia for especially the 1950s, was just like an everyday, maybe today the nukes are going to come for us. <laughs> you are the target of those who would trample the liberties of free men. You are in the crosshairs of the bomb site. An enemy is centering on you. You are a citizen of the free world, a citizen of the United States of America. I think in the movie they say... What, like nine years ago, we tested the yeah, atomic bomb? Yeah, less in the than desert. a decade out from mm-hmm. the atomic weaponry being used. 1945, that's nine years ago. Yes, genetically, it's certainly possible. Like, it's that thing that is such a far removed thing from our lives and experiences that is just history. But these people were like, yeah, uh, nine years ago. We dropped an atomic bomb or two, and uh, we're, we're dealing with that fallout, which is insane. Yeah, that I think is even a whole genre of its own is horror that takes place in the American West, like in the desert. Because like, I think if Hills Have Eyes is also yeah. atomic testing and stuff and aliens like Roswell. And mm-hmm. so like the American West is just this weird hotbed for all kinds of anxiety <laughs> and stuff because we did all of our weirdo testing there. Yeah. 
Uh, so you said you saw this when you were little. You yeah, I, when, the first time I saw it when I was little. I can't picture how young I was or, or I don't know, but I know it was very young. <laughs> and it was at the time where I started watching a lot of horror movies, all kinds. And, and it scared me because I couldn't understand how something that small could get that big. And then I watched it again and then I watched it again and I was like, this is great. This is, this is really classic horror. Like they decided, you know what? We're gonna just throw, let's make something huge and something, and you know what's really scary about that? When I, when I was in school, they could carry their, you know, 10 times or 20 times their own weight. And I was like, <laughs> if it's that big, if it's the size of a Buick, <laughs> we're like gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I had that, I had that thought at the beginning of the movie. I was like, wait a minute, ants are like super strong. And they talk about that in the yeah. movie too, which was one of my favorite parts where yeah, they were the like, footage of like real, real ants, ants doing stuff. And he's like, we're going to watch a short film. And I was like, oh my gosh, what kind of short film did this scientist make? But it was like way more normal than I kind of was hoping it would be. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was joking. It should have been like a giant ants and you <laughs> industrial movie. We've learned that one of these quarter inch long insects can lift 20 times its own weight. And that's equal to one of you lifting a ton and a half or more. You know, when before they showed you the size, what I really liked, they showed you how small they are when they were on top of the, the sugar. So you can yeah. get the, the full effect of something that took, you know, not even, you know, less than a decade to get that big, you know, because of mutation and whatnot. And I was like, that's really genius. Because yeah. if they just brought a big spider, I mean, spider, oh my God. <laughs> and they couldn't, I think visually as an audience, you couldn't put it like, okay, that's great. But to show the, the size of it from small to gigantic was a really clever idea. I think they did. Yeah, that's great to get a baseline in. Yeah. And I, I also love how, yeah, it's when they're examining like the crime scene of that store that's been uh, broken out of, I guess. <laughs> and there's sugar on the ground and there's all these ants in it. And the guy like runs his hands through Ew, it. Yeah. He's like just sifting his hands through sugar and ants. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that's, that's mm, some good police that's like work, a, I guess. That's like a Beetlejuice dessert. That's like what Beetlejuice has after dinner is like sugar with ants all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's something to be said about the idea that we're surrounded at all times by insects. Like, I forget how what the number is of how many oh, yeah, insects like there billions. are per person on Earth. It's a horrifying or probably number. trillions. I guess it's kind of like the birds also yeah. in the regard of like it's taking these everyday little animals that we forget about because they're so commonplace and surrounding us and turning them into a threat only unlike the birds this one does make them giant mutant versions yeah. of that animal fun cast of this movie everyone in this is just like a cigar chomping 50s yeah. actor which i love a lot so many fun performances in this although at a certain point i think there were a few shots where it was all the main cast in a room and they're all just like these these kind of tall white dudes in hats and i'm like i can't tell any of them apart. i know i was like, like these all just look like 50s leading it's dudes so like, yeah and the one woman this poor woman fat <laughs> i know I love how each character is taking their job very seriously. Oh, yeah. It is like, it's 
this is not a comedy. This is not funny. This is our lives. We're, yeah. we're being overrun by these these gigantic ants. And yes. if they if they get loose, oh my god, within a year we're like we're gonna be t- overrun. Today. Yeah. Yeah, the extinction of the, the human end race. End of the world. Yeah. I wonder if and and again, this is like not a subgenre I'm as familiar with, but this concept of like like in this movie, the entire world is at stake. I wonder if it's these kind of mid-century sci-fi horror movies where you're starting to get the stakes are the world because I think before then. When you think of like a uh, Frankenstein or yeah. like, like the stakes are not he's like gonna villages. destroy the world. Yeah, it's yeah. like a German village. I think <laughs> but this I think before the atomic era, the concept of the entire world being yeah. destroyed wasn't sure. feasible. <laughs> but now it's like I'm become death destroy, you know, like we've created a <laughs> weapon that could yeah. you know. I, so no, I think that's when we start getting the and we've kind of never gone back from that i think from or i mean not no, that slashers kind of bring it back that's down true, to the slashers level. bring it back but yeah. i i just mean like it's still now like our our biggest movies that come out today are our superhero movies where it is literally the universe at stake like <laughs> i think after world war ii i guess that kind of like okay we're being attacked and what what happens with all this you know toxic waste and atomic bombs and nuclear strikes what happened what are the results and then we start <laughs> getting those movies where we actually see people all messed up or bugs or you know godzillas and the you know giant moths <laughs> yeah things like that so um and then it just kept going and but at that time right before like many years before then they, they've had all the movies of Frankenstein. They had all the movies of vampires and werewolves and it kind of got tired throughout the 40s. So that was, you know, them was kind of like the start of a new era of horror. So it really, really brought people back to the theaters, which is, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And I, I think oh, something, I think something interesting that you said earlier was that, yeah, everyone's so serious about their jobs. I actually went into this movie expecting it to be more campy, yeah. more like a B movie. Mm. Cause I mean, it has an exclamation point in the title. <laughs> it's them exclamation mark. And it's about giant ants. So I'm just expecting some like really schlocky, uh, movie that would be like uh, referenced in Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know? yeah, like one of those movies. For sure. Yeah, but instead, it's like a very uh, straightforward, played straight film where you know it, it almost becomes a police procedural mm-hmm. at one point because uh, one, it moves at a faster pace than I expected. Oh yeah, because it- they're talking about when they find the giant ants and then they find. Their, the hole where they came out of in the yeah, desert. They're, they're like, we're, we might have to go into their their nest. And I was like, this movie better go into that ant nest by the end of it. They went into that thing like 10 minutes later, <laughs> halfway through yeah. the movie. And then the rest of it is like, now we have to track down these ants that are on the, the runaway. And so I just love that it was played so straight and like took itself so seriously. So watching this and, and a couple weeks ago, I just watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And I'm always surprised by how like snappy and how quick these 50s sci-fi horror movies feel because it's it's easy to maybe at first judgment think it's gonna be a bit slow it's a black and white movie it's a 50s movie Eh." but these are just pure entertainment these are not like art films these are not we're not experimenting with 
film and the the concept of film and maybe even like maybe 60s and 70s I start thinking of we have films where we're slowing down a bit and really taking our time and there may be more character studies which I love it's like my mm-hmm. favorite but these are just moving at a clip they're so fun these it's are just plot yeah. yeah they're just plot like I would love to go to a drive-in and watch this oh yeah, this, oh, yeah. it's oh these are so fun yeah they get to the point very quickly yeah it's like yeah. okay this is the situation oh my god we gotta save mankind Let's yeah. do this. Oh my God, we got to find every gun, bazooka, everything we could find. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many bazookas and flamethrowers so in many. this. And I love the little hat it. pats yeah, or the head those... pats that they do to <laughs> yeah. like signal, signal that it's the... okay to yeah. fire the bazooka. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it looks like, oh, good job, guy. You're firing <laughs> a big gun. <laughs> Hey, taking a quick break to recommend another podcast you all should be listening to right now, Guide to the Unknown. It's another horror podcast uh, hosted by siblings Kristen Anderson and Will Rogers. They discuss pop culture, urban legends, and the paranormal, which we don't really talk about too much, like real-life paranormal stuff anyway, on the Dead Meat podcast. So if that's what you're looking for, this is the place for you. Recent episodes include a tour of all of the different haunted mansions at all the Disney parks around the world. The one in France in Paris is particularly weird. Uh, They go to a seance at a paranormal bookstore and they talk about the real life story behind The Conjuring. So the Warrens and yes, the Raggedy Ann doll that is Annabelle in real life. New episodes every Friday on all your major podcast apps, including Spotify, and they record live every Wednesday at 6 Eastern. Then if you miss it, the video is released on Friday alongside the podcast itself. And again, that's live recordings every Wednesday at 6 Eastern on YouTube.com slash TalkBomb, T-A-L-K-B-O-M-B. And then the video and podcast are later released on Friday. So go to GTTUPod.com for all the links to enjoy the show and follow at GTTUPod everywhere on social media. And I'll put all the links in the description below. All right, back to the show. But the thing that I love about these movies too is if it if it's a movie about giant ants, we're not doing the thing where oh it's scarier if you don't see them. No, we're showing you the giant ants. They kind of look shitty. It's fun. <laughs> You're gonna see the ants. You're gonna see like way more of them than you even want to. It's so fun. There's probably within like 28 minutes to 30 minutes. Like it gives you a whole tease. Like you mm-hmm. see like. Uh, the trailer destroyed. You see yes. the store destroyed. It's like, what is this? But there's sugar. <laughs> Many yeah. t- like, who's who's stealing sugar? And you don't think something that big. And then, you know, Pat, um, she's just, you know, looking around in the desert. All of a sudden, you hear the noise. The Yeah, it's like cicadas, kind of. <laughs> I do. I think the beginning setup of this is so great, though. And it is genuinely terrifying where they realize that this trailer and this general store that have been smashed apart, they realize, oh, this wasn't a break in. This was a break out. And that is so scary. Like, what the (laughs) hell? I love it. I think it's such a great, it's such good table setting. Yes. Um, It's also kind of all kicked off by that little girl they find wandering through the desert who I didn't, I thought would be a bigger part of the movie, but they just kind of drop her after she says them a whole bunch. She says it. She says the title. Yeah, I was like, oh, this little girl's going to be helping them figure this all out. Nope, dropped her after 15 minutes. <laughs> but that girl was terrified. You yeah. saw the fear 
in her face. And what I thought was really interesting was that, you know, when they put her, you know, they kept talking to her and stuff like that. And they finally like, let's get the paramedics to get her out of there. And when she was laying in there and then that noise happened, she like rose like Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> like with this terrifying on her face I was like I don't want to know what she saw yeah. <laughs> I love how they don't even notice it because they're know, like also like, looking towards the noise we and she's like, notice it but they're looking this way and we're like look at the girl <laughs> she's very creepy looking she looks like a village of the damned oh yeah little kid yeah. she just needs like the glowing the glowing eyes she's the first of a few kid actors because the end of the movie involves finding those two little boys oh, in God. the LA sewer system and one of those boys one of those boys is acting his heart out and the other one don't give a fuck are we done are we done when's lunch <laughs> it's great I love it I I oh. Moments like that really make this for me. The the actor who plays the FBI agent. The tall dude? The that very so tall, tall guy. Uh, the other guy had to wear lifts in his shoes, I guess. The other yes, actor? Because the FBI agent was just so tall. Uh, that actor. James Arnez. Yes. He's, he's uh, the FBI agent. He was in Gunsmoke. Before the Pat, he can even get out of the plane. He's already flirting with her. Oh my god. Yeah, they see her legs and they're like, oh my god. Get to the office first before you're like, yeah, baby. <laughs> god, this poor woman. She's a doctor. <laughs> I, I just want to, yeah, so what happens is, okay, so it's, yeah, New Mexico desert. We know there's ants. They call in this, this doctor and his daughter, who's also a doctor. Mm. And they get out of this plane. The doctor's Medford. Yeah, the doctor's <laughs> Medford. They get out of this plane, and this woman's skirt gets kind of caught on the ladder she's climbing down, and all the men are just, cartoon eyes. And just keep in mind, she's a doctor here to do doctor stuff. Hey, her dad is super respectful. He defers to her. Dude, her dad rules. Her dad I love is my him. favorite character. Yeah. He's a very, um, he reminds me of a Disney dad. Like, oh yeah, like very, Bell's dad. Yeah, he has a relationship with her. Yeah, it reminds me of Maurice and Bell, where he's like, "Crazy You're, old." Yeah, Maurice. like he treats her like she's his equal, and yeah, defers to her. And I think it's very cute. I love daddy daughter stuff. It's very <laughs> nice. Uh, but my favorite is I have the line written down. She is talking to the FBI agent and. She reintroduces herself. She's like, I'm Dr. I forget what her last, what is Medford. it? Medford. I'm Dr. Medford. She says to the FBI agent who's been flirting with her hard, if doctor bothers you, you can just call me Pat. And I'm screaming like, no, you earned that. Girl, no. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I, I like to. It is the worst. This poor woman spent how many years? Hey, she's in into him. Yeah. I she's know, but still, him. you still call her doctor. She's the kind that takes care of sick people. I think I get a fever real quick. That, that's another thing, too, that is so fascinating about this era of film is it is like truly that like these are American movies. This is like yeah. the most American horror flick I've watched in a bit where America, even though we do address the fact that yes we invented the atomic bomb and we tested it in our own desert it never really feels like <laughs> it's anyone's fault in this like we're not <laughs> the villain is still the giant ants the villain is not necessarily man although we do get a nice line at the end when man entered the atomic age he opened a door into a new world what we'll eventually find in that new world nobody can predict Meanwhile, it's like 
the the government and and everything. We're still the good guys. Like we got the giant ants. Great. We're not going to address the root of this issue at all. But we got rid of the ants that are under LA. So we're gonna we're good. But the whole time, him and his daughter never really told them that it could be ants. They were kind of like little like ambiguous about everything. They just didn't want to tell them. Oh, it could be this. Where we have to find this. We have to test this. We have to make sure. I have to make sure. It mm-hmm. is this. And I was like, well, why don't you just tell them? <laughs> oh, yeah, their man. plane is so close to the chest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair, I guess. Because, God, I, I just think of the guy. And this was one of my favorite scenes because the actor is just so great. He actually later went on to play Disney's Davy Crockett. There's a man they go visit who is in a mental hospital who saw all these giant ants and is going he's yelling about the ants so they they put him in the loony bag of course (laughs) and so they go the fbi agent and and pat go visit him and he's like you guys don't think i'm crazy right i saw these giant ants and (laughs) of course they believe him and that's what they wanted to hear but then they go and uh, the FBI agent tells the doctor who's supervising him, yeah, this guy's nuts. Leave him in here. <laughs> I'm convinced he's trying to pull a publicity stunt with this weird story. Well, that's why your government would appreciate it if you kept him here, so he doesn't get any publicity. The government? He's to have absolutely no visitors. And if any information is given out about him, Washington will hold you responsible, doctor. I was laughing. I was like, it's pretty oh messed up. It's so messed up. But I was like, classic FBI, dude. That's why the, the doctors are playing that pretty close to their chest, I think. <laughs> well, at this point, they're trying to find the queens. Like, they know there's oh, two queens. Yeah. Or three or something like that. And they're trying to find them. And they could have spread it. But it seemed like the time span of them looking was like five months. Because oh, they yeah. Had, yeah, they had said, oh, it could be five months. And I was like, five months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden they've got all these flags on the map. Yeah, it it is great to, and again, this speaks to like, oh, God, the stakes in this now are the entire world. I, I wasn't sure the scale, like what the scale of this was going to be, because the beginning, it's just, OK, there's this big ant hole, this ant mound in the desert. So I'm like, are we just going to be in the New Mexico desert the entire time? But then it's amazing how quickly it's like, get out the maps. We have to go find all these ants that might have flown a- around the entire U.S. Do you remember the part when they when 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 they went to the ant hill? This is like a little bit when they finally went to do all the bazookas and then the yes. one ant that came out holding like a rib cage yes. and drops it. And then you see the cop, one of the cops who went looking for you yep. see his like badge and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's pretty messed and the, <laughs> and, the, and the bones and stuff were like picked clean. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Those bones were, yeah. The giant, the giant ants are antifa confirmed. <laughs> They picked them clean. They weighs nothing. And I was like, yeah, okay. The ant with like the rib cage and its mandibles felt very original Star Wars to me. <laughs> I don't know why. It felt very like Sarlacc, you know, just kind of. And also that when they go into that first ant mound and they're just tossing grenades into it, <laughs> it felt like a Monty Python bit. It reminded me of like the holy hand grenade part of holy grail where there's the little rabbit and they're just tossing explosives and they, and they did cyanide it was like throw that yes. in there too i was like 
safety and then their outfits were just like flimsy like <laughs> yeah when they get to la later they're like can't we just gas the sewers and they're like no we're no uh, we're under a maniacs? city where people live you <laughs> cannot gas the sewers here that's like a joker plan for batman is like i'm just gonna or like it literally is the the scarecrow's plan in batman begins is i'm gonna put uh fear gas in the sewers and (laughs) and like like no this is a batman villain plan you can't do this (laughs) although i i loved all the footage of the la river something and if you're not from la or not familiar with the la river it's a river quote unquote (laughs) if you've seen the movie grease they drive around in there and drive he yeah so if you if, I feel like if you if you live in LA and you see the LA River often, it is a weird fantasy. I think everyone is fantasized about driving in that thing at least <laughs> once because it would be such a fast way to just cut across LA and just, like, <laughs> really banked driving. corners and stuff. Like, oh, I just want to drive down that thing. So what I love <laughs> is people who make movies in LA. It's like, okay, it's a movie. It's our fantasy world. We can do anything. Oh my God, we're going to drive in the LA River. <laughs> we finally get to do it. I think the actual the city stuff is just the Warner Brothers lot. I'm oh guessing. yeah, yeah. the streets they're driving. Definitely a. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they start doing like, okay, now we gotta warn everybody, crash course of the, of the ants and what they do, and then that's when they show them two little ants like fighting for like seventy two hours. Ants are savage, ruthless, and courageous fighters. This fight lasted seventy two hours. Between those two alone. Are they Aunt married? <laughs> like, are they brothers? I mean, they were like wrestling with each other. I know. 72 hours. I'm like, how and why? Kind of want to get a fact check on some of the stuff that they said I do in that. Too. Because like Weird 50, 50 science, science I'm like, trust. okay, how much of that still holds up? You know, I just 70 think years of, later. Yeah, like mid-century science, I just think of what they thought T-Rexes looked like. Yeah. And I'm like... I don't trust the- any of this. Because they mentioned the queen, what, after one mating session can lay eggs for like 15 to 17 years or something? Yeah. Like That, oh, that doesn't I, sound 100% accurate. Can you imagine <laughs> if that was human? Like, <laughs> Contraceptives would have been invented long before they were, yeah. if that were the case. It's like, we need to stop this. Yeah, <laughs> and that whole, they, they talk about the, they're like, oh, ants are basically natural warriors. They... Besides humans, you know, they are creatures that seek purposely seek out war and enslave each other. And they're just this warrior race of bugs. And I think if this movie's made today or even like, you know, a decade or two later, I think there is a side or not a side plot. I think there's another conflict here where the government is like, well, why do we got to destroy them? Can't we? use them for weapons can we capture them and yes. drop them into moscow exactly <laughs> like, yeah, like what, why don't we just fly queen some queens over to russia and i'm shocked that it didn't go there but also i think the portrayal of the government in this is pretty benevolent and like oh, yeah. everyone's on the same side we got science and and the military for the most part working together they butt heads a little bit but it's not anything crucial to the plot um we even speaking of, I just want to mention it before I, I forget. Leonard Nimoy shows yeah. up in this. Uh, I what? did not see. I was looking for him. He was the uh, okay. Remember the part where they were like put out the special bulletin to see if they find anything unusual, and then they had the list 
And yes. it has there forever. So you can read yeah. every single thing. And most of it was serious. But when it got to um, strange phenomenals, flying saucers, strange odors, uh, high pitched sounds and unnatural things alive or dead. I was like, well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he was the um, the sergeant who grabbed the SOS oh. and handed it to the lady, and she stamped it. That oh. was him. But he was oh, profiled, cool. so yeah. I think if I think if it was dead on, I think we yeah. would re- remember the features of him that young. Like, oh, that's, that's so who wild. that is. That's Spock right there. <laughs> yeah, weird too that I I mentioned Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He's also in the remake of that. He oh, just, the seventy eight one. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very quick. But from there, um, remember when they got like the first telegram? Oh my Morse God, they see it on the and ship. And then you see the ship. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was okay. like chaos everywhere. I think that moment got the biggest laugh out of us. And I think that's when we were totally sold on this as a movie was the cut to the ship. Yeah, the guy just tapping out Morse code while there's an ant over the side of the ship just like chewing his ship made apart. <laughs> I know, you see like, all this chaos behind him and I mean you see the shadows and then you see one trying to shoot and he gets like grabbed around the waist and then all of a sudden it cuts back to him and, and you just see it crashing through and ah! and then you hear uh, that famous well home scream yes. 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 <laughs> multiple times yeah in used three times in this movie <laughs> I have on Wikipedia it says that the Wilhelm scream was like just invent, like it was just created right before this movie came out. So it's it's so weird how that scream now really stands out. But back then, and no one would have noticed that they used the same sound effect three times. I don't think because now it's I don't so know, distinct. man. I feel like even a '50s audience is gonna hear that three times and be like, "Wait a minute." Is that- <laughs> Like, what was that? That was pretty. I think I heard that before. <laughs> and then it just went to where they just shrunk. I mean, just uh, sunk the ship. It was like, ah, we don't need it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, uh, we're just going to sink this and not talk about that anymore. Yeah. Good Straight stuff. to the point. That's how, that's how it is. There's no time to waste. We just get rid of it. It's just one less ship. Nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, there was some moments in this movie where I was like, Man, this is kind of like recent events because uh, yes. one, they go to the, they try to like snuff out the the ants in the desert, and the scientist is like, "It's too late. We didn't act fast enough to uh, put down this threat, and now it's gonna spread throughout the world." Oh, I was man. like, "Okay," and then like <laughs> the first place it spreads to is a ship, and like and they yes. have to like lock that down, and then there, then the the army comes to LA and drives their Jeeps through the streets. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is going on yeah. in this movie, man? There's like a press conference. There's a curfew in LA. Oh yeah, they, they, they instate a curfew. Yeah, and then I was the like, oh comes. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird watching this movie where again, it's the 50s. We're not questioning the US government. The US government's there to protect us. Military's like, you know, we're, we've all agreed to that social contract, you know? So everyone in this movie's like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I will go home because of that command and stay safe for America. And now we know that these people would be like, would be like, I'm going to no, I'm going to tame the ants and ride them. You can't tell me (laughs) what to do. But at the same time, they still trying to find where these queens are at. 
or these other ants are at. And then they come across, uh, was it a train car that got broken into or something oh. like that? 40 tons of sugar. And the guy was like, what am I, what am I going to do with some hot sugar? <laughs> oh my god yes my favorite side character in this whole movie dude that guy is great there's a <laughs> lot of very good minor characters in this yeah that guy is like he's the guard of this train yard where he cl- okay i have a problem with he he claims he didn't even hear the ant <laughs> say it's a they're huge shit. they're so big <laughs> they're so loud all they do all like, day is that that, that annoying ass noise. noise it's so like, piercing yeah, I didn't get that. No one hears it. No one sees it. No one I, anything. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> I mean, they they're you know they're they're a bit off base when they think like, oh, someone paid you off to let them break into. But I I think the ants paid him off. <laughs> the ants paid him off because they're they're so loud. Something had you know it's fishy. Like, and then you don't it's still see shady. nothing. See, I got this. <laughs> yeah, he's a handsome like a dollar bill with his little <laughs> antenna. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this guy, though, he's getting interviewed by the cops and he his accent is just wonderful. He's like, sugar. Hot sugar. What kind of sense does that make? Is sugar a rare cargo? Is there a black market for it? Did you ever hear of a fence for hot sugar? Never heard of no fence for sugar. Yeah, <laughs> if, if I'm casting him now, if I remake this, which I'm going to, if I remake this, uh, he's John C. Riley. Okay. And then the alcoholic who uh, screams that he wants to be made a sheriff. Make me a sergeant, charge the booze. Make me a sergeant and charge the booze. Yes, that guy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Bill Murray. Bill, Bill Murray, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that guy's such a Bill Murray character. <laughs> uh, favorite stock character type of mine is just movie bum. Like... Oh, the two drunks. It's like a like a hobo clown kind of thing. Where it's like they don't really exist, really. but like a movie bum is one of my favorite uh, little and, like tropes. And around that time is when they found a mutilated body. Yeah, it was like his arm was missing, things were missing, and two kids were missing. It was like ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> you got another drink? <laughs> like, yeah, what? I didn't see nothing. <laughs> yeah, do do you have a favorite side character? Because I have one that we haven't mentioned yet, but there were so many in this movie. Oh, you know, I'm gonna have to go. I'm the in the drunk tank, the guy yes. that they tell me what you see in, and he wanted to, like, you think you mentioned it earlier, he wanted to uh, join the army, but he, they won't let him, and then he, like, yeah. covered himself up. You can't make me do it. It's like, do you want to do it, or do you do it? <laughs> Actually, really, I thought he was funny. I really like that character. Oh, yeah, he's Where he's great. been laying there for months, and it's like, oh, yeah, I see giant ants outside every day. What about oh, He was like, oh, five months, and then that's when I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They've been looking for this, and no one's seen anything. (laughs) (laughs) I like the woman that they pulled in for questioning because she had run a uh, red light, but it was because she was like (laughs) returning home from a married guy who she was sleeping with. It was just like a throwaway line. I was like, "That oh, oh, that scene is so funny." I love a, I love a, again, like a mid-centuries trope of like a floozy. This dumb blonde. Gee, all I did was go through a red light. At 60 miles an hour. Was something chasing you? No, it was just in a hurry to get home. When they um, started to figure out, okay, where were the, this whole crime mystery thing of where these two kids were when they came up missing. It was like, where are they at? Are they over here? Are they over there? Over there? And then you, you see them go through this whole thing of trying to figure out where were those kids last seen? And then it ends up in the the, the storm drain or 
I guess they're just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I I was hoping, and again, this is my my version of them, which is absolute chaos. Uh, I know they're going to find these kids like they have to. I think it would be weird, especially for a 50s movie, if they introduce like, oh, there's two missing kids and they find in a 50s movie, you can't just like find two dead kids. It's not a thing. <laughs> but I was like, I hope they find these kids and they've been uh, taken in by the ants and they're like ant boys they're like feral <laughs> ant kids raised by wolves but they've been like raised by the giant ants that's what i want but yeah no. that, that would be oh, i could see that i could see that <laughs> you know how like after animals you always see videos of like oh this this cat just had kittens and she also adopted this baby duck that didn't have a mom because there's something that happens when an animal gives birth they're like brain chemicals everything is like their baby you know because they're just like oh yeah it's like the queen the aunt queen yeah the queen is like oh these boys. are my babies and they're just sitting in the nest when they come <laughs> be really cool if they can make that noise too that yeah. sound from them is like wait well what did they say oh they said leave them alone how did you know that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> amazing <laughs> that would be pretty pretty cool and then now we have to bring the entire army the military <laughs> the navy whatever they can yes. find to go in there it's to look for every yeah, it's like every branch of the military coming in to destroy these ants. It's quite amazing. It's funny, too, that there are really, now that I think about it, there's no, there's not many obstacles for our our main characters. Like, it's pretty much a procedural, like you mentioned, James, where it's like, okay, we have a problem. We're going to get the military on board and the police, the government, everyone, and we're, we're going to solve this. And Okay, we solved it. We found them. All right, light them up, boys. Like, okay, flamethrower these ants Dude, to death. We laughed so hard at the end when they like find the newly hatched queens, the ant princesses, as they call them. And Dr. Medford's like, yep, they haven't gotten away. So when these are destroyed, that'll be the end of it. And then immediately the guy's just like, okay, burn them up. And it's just like, they're, they're fucking flamethrowers. It's just not a pause or anything to reflect on the moment. Yeah, to reflect on like, wow, science or just this is what has man wrought upon this earth. It's like, okay, burn him up, boys. And they just fucking light these things up. Oh, and then God, as they're, they're in there, they're just like looking around. And then all of a sudden they hear this weird clicking sound, which I thought was kind of an I, I was waiting for the normal ant noises that it was making, but it was just like this click, 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 click. And I was like, is that okay? Maybe it's the boys communicate, trying to find, yeah. you know, they, it just happened to be, they're just standing there. Once he get in there, it's like, boys, come here, come here. And then you see those, those ant <laughs> <those aunt laughs> mandibles coming through. It's like, I expect him to last all the way through. Yes, our our FBI agent dies. No, no, it's the it's the or, cop. I'm sorry, the cop. Yeah, the uh the cop dies dies for his country uh <laughs> in the mandibles of this giant ant. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to die either. I was actually kind of shocked that we had a <laughs> kind of main character. Yeah, main character go out. Because everyone else dying in this is just random people. And, and that guy has what I think is the funniest scene that's meant to be funny uh, because, okay, burn him up is the fucking it's funniest the best, thing ever. Yeah. But when they're on the helicopter and he's, oh, yeah. it's that like kind of jokey exchange where the Dr. Medford doesn't know how to end his transmissions. Have you found anything yet? Say over. I just said it. I know, say it again. Oh. Over. And the guy keeps having oh, to yeah. correct him. It's, 
it's like an intentionally funny scene that is still hilarious because like it's not over the top acting or it's not like it's just played so dry and the lines are delivered like it's great and they're not being like total dicks to each other yeah. he's just like casually being it's, like no i know you have to you have to say it again i what i love about all those interactions is because it happens a couple times you have like them on the helicopter where the doctor doesn't understand how the radios work and then you also have the doctor not putting on his goggles the right way oh they, yeah they were and like halfway yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many scenes of this where i'm like is this in the script? Like, it just almost feels like the actor being like, no, dude, you got to put it on this way. And he's adjusting it. And it feels like they just kept it in. In the sergeant, when he got trapped in those mandibles, you see the sheer size of the ant at that moment. Yeah. You see how it's just, I thought he was going to get away. When I heard, when, when I was like, I didn't, when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, he got away. Because I didn't remember what happened. But it was like, he's just ah, screaming and hollering. And but then you could just see it just grab him up in the air. But when it let him go, it was like, nah, that's it, man. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. And then it just went to a whole, like once everybody got in there, it just went to like a straight finale. All guns blazing, blowtorch, whatever they could find, it just went for it. And I thought that was just the most climactic scene I've ever yes. It really feels like uh, I, I it reminds me of, you know, like you think of like little boys in the 50s growing up playing like cops and robbers or, you know, they maybe fantasize about being like a sheriff or something or like an old West, you know, and this really feels like, oh, in this moment, I see everyone making this movie, the men making this and the men in this scene. I see them being the little boys that like I know they still are where they're like, OK, we're going to use all of the bazookas in this. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets a bazooka. Or the way Everyone they like gets a flame run gun. around shooting while yes, still running, just like all such, flippantly. It, yeah, it, it is a very... It feels very like, like pretend play. I know it's a bunch of grown-ass adults making this and acting in it, but I, I see the little kids that still exist in there just playing, <laughs> you know, fantasy, make-believe. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it, just it, over it, the it top. Definitely, it definitely was a whole lot of fun. Um, but what was interesting about that is when all this stuff is going, is happening under the city and no one knows they're just going by their day to day, like everything else. But there's like this whole war zone <laughs> is happening yeah. right in these sewers. And it's like, wow. And well, even through all the bazookas and everything, it didn't destroy anything else. It just landed on the ant, blew it away. And that's it. <laughs> like it didn't yeah. take down the whole town. <laughs> Those city, I, I was like, wow, these are some very specific bazooka bullets just to get the ant. <laughs> yeah, it's like this idea of because they again, they discuss how like, oh, the, the ants are a result of this nuclear fallout because we've been testing in the desert. And yet uh, we're able to just clean up our mistake like very neatly, very clean. There's no fallout from that. We're able to just tie up all these loose ends because we're America. Like that's what we do. We fix <laughs> problems, and even if we caused that, yeah, know. it's just like more of that simplistic uh, stuff from the, the where they're not dealing with like how the public reacts to these orders. Yeah, and they're not dealing with like how the government might want to use a nefarious. Uh, ants yes. for other purposes like it's like a, it really is like the american hive mind of the 50s where uh, oh hive mind where everyone is everyone's on the same page uh everyone there's like unity of thought 
there's really barely any conflict between characters. Everyone's doing it in service of country and stuff. And a lot of fear and stuff like Invasion of the Body Snatchers is, oh, people who are different. They're among us. They are not like they look like us, but they're they're different. They think differently. They, you know, so it's it, it is interesting to see how, yeah, like America and Americans and this kind of function is like, yep, we're all on the same team, same page. We all are thinking the same things always. Through after all this, it was like they just turned to the doctor and he was just like, this is the results of, you know, all this testing and look what it is and where can it go from there? And then it like shows like these ants just burning. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little hint. Like the end is like a little, just a little hint of maybe a bit of a subversive (laughs) thought where it's like, maybe we should consider the... uh, ramifications of what we're doing here but that's kind of what we go out on i feel sorry at that point i feel sorry for them i I didn't didn't know know. they didn't know they were just doing what they do natural (laughs) yeah like they especially they show the queen ants and they don't even attack them they just show the there's like a shot of them and there's these two queen ants that are just like (laughs) kind of cute yeah they call them princess they're like oh the princesses and that's why i think it's so funny when they light those two ants up is because those are the two that they don't really attack anyone they're just sitting there with their eggs (laughs) (laughs) like oh Uh, poor babies (laughs) yeah well cool uh thank you so much for joining us for this yeah tell us more about horror movies and beyond and uh like i definitely want to send people your way what what do they have to look forward to heading over there um, most of the time I'm on my doing Instagram and Twitter. Um, okay. however, I do have a YouTube and new footage and stuff will be coming up very soon. Um, I did get a new crew and, <clears throat> and stuff like that. And then all of what's going on is happening. So yeah. it kind of put a lot of things, <laughs> pushed things back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of is a damper on things, but yeah. at least, um, you know, it, it got me to, you know, cover some areas that I needed to cover. But definitely you can find me on um, Twitter at HMovies and beyond. Um, Instagram, I'm on there a lot. I do Instagram a mm-hmm. lot. So just it's horror movies and beyond. I'm the only thing that pops up. <laughs> <with that. laughs> um, for my YouTube, I do have videos of my past interviews and things like that. Um, that were really fun um, that happened, you know, not too long ago, but they could definitely check those out and more will be coming soon. Oh, perfect. So yeah. um, about it, um, I kind of wanted to do something a little different about <clears throat> reviewing movies. Not only do I want to go and interview people, but I started doing this thing where um, if when I review a movie, I give you a little bit of a history of where it came from. So a little nice. bit more of a backstory. Um, for example, if it's about werewolves, if I'm doing Wolfman, obviously there have been many different Wolfmans, but then I would go into like the history of the lichen or something like that, where it came from and oh, kind cool. of move it towards what's going on now. So just a little bit of a learning because uh, my appreciation of um, Macombre and old stuff Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring it today where it, where it's most important. So everything around us, um, especially horror movies or whatever you may be into, came from a past, an important part. And I learned that from when I interviewed um, Tom Holland, I'm the oh, director cool. Tom Holland. 
when I say Tom Holland, I'd be like, Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, clarify that. Um, when I had an opportunity to go to his house, when I sat there, he told me that horror movies, um, anything that has anything to do with that is like the, the evil stepchild, the redheaded stepchild or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, why? And he, he said, because people don't take it seriously, you know? And to me, I, I just find that that's, that they can't be true. That can't be what it is because a lot of famous writers, directors, you know, um, actors, producers came from horror films. They may have transitioned to drama and things like that, but they started, you know, sweeping the floors at, at trauma, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so it, it's very important to know that I think horror movies is, should be number one. Because it, it's the only, I think it's the only genre where um, you could just really throw out your creativity and it will hit someone mm-hmm. versus like, you know, others are kind of specific, but this one is all, it's just so many subgenres with it. So I kind of wanted to take it to that kind of level a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's I love that. That's why I, I try to do with the podcast. So yeah, if you if you like the kind of history stuff we do on our show, please go check out horror movies and beyond. We'll be seeing more of each other. I want to have you back on for something. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for reading that article. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll link to that too. Graveyard. It's such a good interview. Graveyard Chip Sisters is great. Like that's a it is like explicitly a a site about uh black horror, black horror filmmakers, uh black female filmmakers even more specifically but they they do such cool stuff so check that out too so thank you so so much again y'all link to everything and uh all right until next week everyone oh yeah uh i'm i'm james i'm chelsea and this is ivo trees horror movies and beyond thank you ivo trees (laughs) (laughs) Bye. bye everybody